Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tier 90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is 6.40 in the morning Pacific time, Pacific time for me. 7.40 Mountain Time. Central Time is 8.40, and East Coast Time is 9.40. So welcome to the TR90 call. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast services through and put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, normal, <coughs> M-A-L-O-M-A-S, and either TR90 or Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, all pushed together. And these calls should pop up for you. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch, catch us live, if you dial in at the aforementioned time to 712-775-8972, and when it prompts for the code, put in 910022. You can join the uh, call live, and we would be thrilled to have you along with us. With that being said, since this is the TR90 support call, when you're first starting out, you've got your good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if possible. If not, do keep them with your meals. They'll work. Not quite as effective as it would be if you had them on board in your system, but it'll, they'll still work. Getting seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables so that you get your macronutrients, your micronutrients, and fiber. Guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies need to be getting about 32 grams of fiber daily. You should be getting 30 grams of protein at least three of your meals. You should be drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. And the current thinking is, and realize that if you're having lots of clear soups and teas and broths, that all counts towards your liquid intake. You should be getting about one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. That... um, Unless you're exercising heavily or in a very humid area, then you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture. You also need to take into account that some vegetables and fruits are very high in water content, and that will affect how much you're hydrating as well. Because like watermelon is mostly water, so and celery is another one of those that's mostly water and a lot of fiber. So those, those two would... Uh, make it a little bit less water to intake to stay hydrated. Getting 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And that really, it's up to you what type of exercise you do. I try and mix it up between... I try to mix it up between both my aerobic and... Um, strength training exercises, so I the tea kettle just was going off because I was heating water, and it took a while. (laughs) (coughs) 
that um, you know, just something to keep in mind. Some people, you know, once they've gotten to where they need to be, they're doing it as walking. They might run or jog. Set some goals. Mix it up because it. Keep your body guessing because your body will start getting into a, a spot where it will say, oh, I know how to do this and it's not very hard anymore. So do keep that in mind. And some, you know, could be housework and yard work depending on your situation. With that being said, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night because that really helps clear a lot. Of, does a lot of system resets while you're sleeping, but it also helps set you up to make really good decisions for the next day. And one of the keys to this program is planning what you're going to eat so you can make sure you're getting plenty of fruits and vegetables and getting those supplements in. And when you're first starting out, it seems like it's an awful lot of food because they've got it spaced out over actually the course of the day for like six small meals. And, you know, it's great, but keep in mind what it is you're eating at each of your snacks and your meals. Tracking it, writing it down, always a good thing. So today I'm sharing some information out of the book that is called That Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig. MD, MSL, and yesterday I had started with um, food addiction, factor fallacy, and I mentioned that there were three things that were kind of in that component. They were anything that increases the dopamine transmission to the NA, which is the, and I should have underlined that. Oh, there, it's way back there. Uh, the nucleus ambicans. And increases the feeling of reward. Anything that clears the dopamine from the NA or that ambient, um, uh, the, nu the nucleus acumens will extinguish the feeling of reward. And anything that reduces the number of D2 receptors in that NA or binding of the dopamine to those receptors, such as chronic overuse of a substance, will shortchange your reward and then you will need to have more do dopamine and hence more of the substance to get the pleasure that you um, really um, need to feel that pleasure. So these precepts are as true for food as they are for addictive drugs and the food and drugs cross over. With time, we can become sensitized to a substance and need more of it to get the same effect. Once sensitized, animals and humans may become hyper-responsive to a new substance, and this is known as a cross-sensitization. In other words, if the brain has been wired for addiction, it's easy to switch from one substance to another. Ask recovering alcoholics about the inset, their incessant need for coffee, tobacco, and or sugar. A reinforcer is a stimulus that increases the probability that an animal or human will respond to the addictive drug. 
food is a form of positive reinforcement. Dopamine stimulation in the NA reinforces that intake of drugs or alcohol and also for food. The reinforcing effect of dopamine is attributed to the D2 receptors stimulation. As stated before, food intake increases as a result of the morphine and marijuana use. And if you, in the film, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, displays the odyssey of two very stone guys who seek to overcome seemingly insurmountable obstacles in their quest for a hamburger. We can measure this by dopamine release and the D2 receptor signaling. Why does dopamine matter so much? In a normal person, dopamine will be cleared from the D2 receptors after he or she is sated satiated. Excuse me. I'm having a hard time saying that one today. If you have a decreased dopamine binding capacity, there is a perceived need for compulsive food intake to provide excess stimulation of these depressed circuits, thereby driving continued weight gain. So the usual suspects of leptin and insulin, yep, them again, not only are they central in the starvation response, but they are also key players in the hedonic pathway, modulating reward in response to meals. In normal circumstances, after you've eaten a sufficient amount, leptin signals sends a signal to the VTA or the ventral tegmental area of the brain to suppress the release of dopamine, thereby reducing the reward of food. So leptin extinguishes the reward, but what if you are leptin resistant? That's what obesity is, leptin resistance. If leptin can't act, then the dopamine isn't cleared from the NA, and the impetus for further consumption persists. The other reason why you should be measuring your food and um, really tracking it that also helps too. If you're left in resistance, do you really think you have the willpower to ignore both the starvation signal and the reward signal when every other every food outlet you pass by provides you with sight and smell cues to chow down? Starvation and reward conspire to thwart every obese person. What about insulin? Leptin's accomplice normally people. Normally, people are sufficiently sensitive to insulin. Insulin's job is to clear the dopamine from the synapses, the pathway between the cells in the NA. Thus, the rise in insulin that occurs during a meal blunts the reward of further food intake. I've eaten enough. I really don't need a second helping. This acts as a servo mechanism built into the hedonic pathway to prevent overfeeding. But what happens when you are insulin resistant? Well, insulin resistance leads to leptin resistance in the VTA and contributing to increased caloric intake by preventing dopamine clearance from the NA. 
Increased pleasure is then derived from the food when energy stores are full. Insulin and leptin resistance lead not only to increased food intake, but also to increased palatable food intake or anything that is high in both fat and sugar. Thus, the the muffins, the Cinnabons, the cookies, the cheesecake. Is there any wonder that Mrs. Field is in every shopping mall? And I think I'm going to stop there for today and probably pick up with this on Thursday with defining food addiction, liking, wanting, and needing. Tomorrow we will have Frank up. He always has something fun to share and keeps us uh, laughing and in a good mood. I'll be back on Thursday, and on Friday we'll have Victoria sharing one of her wonderful meditations to get us off to a great start for our weekend. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live, (coughs) one of our wonderful leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a business in new skin and what some of the new changes are that are up and coming. With that being said, this is Susan Mann for December 13th, 2022, signing out. I want to wish you a really great day. And if you get a chance to get out and get a little bit of exercise and fresh air, that might help reset some of those D2 receptors. With that being said, here we go. So there we have it, my friends. How we sometimes get into this mess. Thank you, Susan. And um, I'm going away, so I'm going to text you uh, if I need some help, if you could uh, trade with me. So I'll I'll text you later, okay? Okay, no problem. I do know that the holidays are coming in, so, you know, I'm kind of prepared to shift shift things around if I need to. (laughs) Okay. All right. This is before the holiday. We're going to Florida. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So that's a holiday. You know, it's something new and different. Yeah, we're going to meet my daughter, so I think it'll be nice. But I'll text you. Okay. Fabulous. All right. You have a great day. Oh, I will. And if anybody celebrates Santa Lucia Day, today's the day. So have fun. And we'll see everybody back here tomorrow. And feel better. Oh, I am. I'm sure I'll probably be a lot better tomorrow by the time I've had a good good amount of rest and uh, waiting for some of my meds to kick in like the decongestant. So, have fun.